The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I have dealt with many, many rape victims, sex assault victims of all sorts, and I have learned that a rape victim is never the same. I'm just a trial lawyer. I'm not a shrink. But every single rape victim, and there have been many, dozens and dozens and dozens of them always say their lives are never the same. They go on. They continue with their families as mothers, as wives, working uh, from a, a hourly fee to people, women that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. It affects all of them very much the same way. Something breaks and it can't be fixed. They learn to go on because they are strong and resilient. I wonder how this rape victim feels knowing that her attacker has raped so many times in the past and was never brought to justice. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Why wasn't he stopped before? Take a listen to the rape victim speaking out, Lori Pinkham, to our friends at GMA. I was, um, had been out, um, at one of the clubs I was doing promotions for and I was walking to my car 
he pulled up in his car next to me and kind of cut me off and started yelling to me like something like, hey, um, oh, hey, I did, I saw you, do you need a, a ride? I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. And that's when I saw he had a gun in his hand and he just said, get in the car. And I, I was just got really scared and I did got in the car. Joining me in All-Star Panel to make sense of what we know right now. How is this guy allowed to roam the streets, be free, when many believe he had committed multiple rapes in the past? Let me go first to Robert Crispin, private investigator former Federal Task Force Officer for U.S. DOJ, Department of Justice, with the DEA in the Miami Field Division. Never lack of business there. Former Homicide Detective and Crimes Against Women and Children Investigator. You can find him at Crispin Special Investigations. Robert Crispin, thank you for being with us. I'm going to you first because that is an age-old ploy to get a victim. You ride up and say, hey, do you have car trouble? You need any help? And instead of just getting in the car, locking the door, trying to anyway, the victim, not knowing any better, trying to be polite, says, oh, no, I'm fine. And in those few moments that she responds, it's like a hyena out on the Serengeti just waiting for the gazelle, the slowest gazelle in the herd, and that's who gets attacked. In those few moments, he moves in. Yeah, sure. You know, there's there's so many different ploys that these guys use, you know, to, hey, pull over, you know, you're getting a flat tire, or the simple little tap bump at an intersection. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you go ahead and pull your car over to the right? Let's just pull into that parking lot. Let's talk for a minute. And then the next thing you know, he's pulling them into a penalty box, out comes the weapon, and it just overloads the victim to the point where they don't know what to do. They, they become tunnel vision. They become freaked out. They just freeze, and they don't know what to do. And the next thing you know, they just comply because they don't want to die. Gene Fisher is joining us, a former chief deputy prosecutor uh, in Boise, Idaho, former special crimes chief deputy specializing in multiple facets of criminal law, including sex assault. Now she's Director of Curriculum Building Hope Today. Jean, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I see the same MO, modus operandi, method of operation, over and over and over again. Wouldn't you agree, Jean, that once you get in the car, it's all over? Absolutely. I mean, it's... It's absolutely all over, and I. It's really hard to teach women to get the message out about what to do in those sort of circumstances, especially when a weapon, you know, like a gun, is involved. Um, you know, we, you know, we try to teach folks on, you know, fight, flight, those sorts of things. But when some when somebody pulls out a gun, it's real difficult to know what to do at that point. And it's ingrained in so many of us to be polite, be courteous, be kind. When somebody says, hey, uh, do you need help? Of course, most of us will turn around and go, no, 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 we're fine. And in that split second, that's when everything goes down. Take a listen to more 
from victim Lori Pinkham. I started getting scared and he kept driving. As soon as we got to Charlestown and he stopped the car, I tried to run as fast as I could and he caught up to me and that's when he raped me. What did that night take away from you? It took away my freedom. Honestly, it took away my freedom. Joining us, in addition to Robert Crispin and Jean Fisher, is Dr. Sherry Schwartz, a forensic psychologist specializing in capital mitigation and victim advocacy. You can find her at panthermitigation.com. Dr. Sherry, thank you for being with us. Hearing Lori speak is heartbreaking to me because I know that she's right. Before I started representing rape victims for so many years, I didn't get it. Now I do. Her freedom has been taken away from her. No, she's not locked away. She's not in prison. What does she mean by that, Dr. Sherry Schwartz? It is a prison of sorts. It's a psychological prison that victims of sexual violence have a very, very difficult time freeing themselves from because, especially in crimes like this where it's described that he happens upon her and forcibly takes her and rapes her. You never feel safe. It's very, very difficult to go out into public and live your daily life because here's somebody that, you know, approaches you and says, hey, do you need help? Or they forcibly attack you from behind. You don't see it coming. You don't know who you can trust. You don't know who is in your area. And it's this constant state of post-traumatic stress. You know, I've just been thinking about her words. I lost my freedom. This woman was minding her own business. Um, in many jury trials where I've represented rape victims, I've seen the defense try to smear the victim. Like, what time of the night was it? Where were you? Why were you by yourself? Oh, it goes on and on and on. Why was your skirt short? Why was your blouse low? Why were you by yourself? Blah, blah, blah. And it goes on to, why were you out jogging? Why, why were you wearing a jogging bra and shorts? I mean, it could be anything to somehow put the blame on the victim. And now her life is changed forever. Take a listen to more from Lori. A big part of my life stopped that day. I couldn't work. Um, I didn't want to spend time with anybody. Every day I've lived in fear. It's heartbreaking. I feel like there's a part of her that didn't get to continue her life. You know, so she didn't finish growing up to become a woman with a career and a family and and I know that breaks her heart. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
enhances your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining us right now is veteran reporter, investigative reporter, Bob Ward with Boston 25. Bob, thank you for being with us. Where did this happen? Tell me the circumstances surrounding this incident. And I also want to point out, Bob Ward, uh, as you know better than anybody, very often uh, sex assault victims' names and pictures, their, their photographs, their images are not made public. But in this case, Lori decided to speak out. That was her decision. And you know what, Bob? I'm proud of her. I will never forget, Bob, one of the several serial rape cases that I prosecuted. At that time, uh, Court TV was just getting going, and they asked could they be in the courtroom for this serial rape case? And I didn't bat an eye. I said, absolutely not. That is not happening. These ladies do do not want their, their faces out there or their names. No, they don't. And the court TV guy said, well, could you just ask them? I'm like, yeah, but they're not going to want your camera up in their face. So I said no. But I did, as I said I would, Bob, 
asked the ladies, I think I had either four or five victims of one rapist. And oh, yeah, there were more. But I went forward with those. And I told them about Court TV's offer. And then I had, of course, declined it. And they went, wait a minute. We didn't do anything wrong. We're not ashamed. He should be ashamed. And do you know Court TV broadcasts the rape case, including all of their testimony? And I thought about it and, you know, moments when I wasn't directing or cross-examining somebody in court. I thought about that decision of theirs because this was, you know, in, I guess it would have been about 1996. How brave that was. But they're right. Why should they be ashamed? He should be the one that's ashamed. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. Lori Pinkham, I'm with you. I am uh, so impressed by her for not only going public, but she went to court on the arraignment because she wanted to see see this guy. And uh, to come forward and talk about this is just, uh, you know, it's just incredible. I I covered a big rape trial in Boston a few months ago, uh, maybe last year. And it was the same sort of thing when that rape victim got up in the stand and spoke in intimate detail of what happened to her over a matter of days, it was it was gut-wrenching. So in this particular case, for Lori Pinkham to, to come out and make a stand, she's saying, I matter, and what happened to me matters, and I want someone to be held accountable for this. And, and the phraseology that my husband and I like to use the most, screw him and the horse he rode in on. <laughs> Why should he yeah. get the benefit of having the victim afraid or coward out of shame. She did nothing wrong. Guys, again, with me is Bob Ward, investigative reporter for Boston 25, who's been on the story from the very, very beginning. Tell me about how this attack, and that's what it is, rape, and I'm going to go back to Sherry Schwartz and Jean Fisher, Dr. Sherry Schwartz and Jean Fisher. This is not about sex. This is about a violent attack. Where did this happen? How did it happen, Bob Ward? So what we know so far is that women were taken off the streets of Boston, either through some kind of uh, convincing them to get in the car or by force, and then driven from downtown Boston across the river and into Charlestown, Massachusetts, which is a part of Boston. It's on the other side of the river near the Bunker Hill Monument and taken to an isolated area uh, where there are not a lot of cars going by, shipyards, that sort of thing, industrial, and that's where they were attacked. One of the women was out for a jog, not picked up from Boston, was out for a jog, and she fought back and got away. But essentially, three of the four were taken from Boston and driven out to the location where the rapes took place. Wow. Okay. So what I'm hearing right now is that there were multiple crime scenes with each sex attack. There is the point of kidnap. There is the vehicle inside the car. And my my mind is racing with the possibilities of all of the forensic evidence that can be obtained from the car. The, the point of the kidnapping, I'm already thinking, were there surveillance cameras? Uh, what can I do to gather information and marshal that information to turn it into evidence? You've got the vehicle. You've got the route, if it could ever be identified. I don't know if the women were blindfolded or pushed down in a seat where they couldn't see where they were going. But um, as in the case of Jennifer Dulos, the missing Connecticut mom of five, I just can't get over how Connecticut police put together um, 
kind of a uh, video surveillance uh, video surveillance reel, really is what it was, of uh, the defendant at this red light, then that red light. And the one that really grabbed me is when they managed to get a public transit bus. And when the doors to that bus opened, the camera caught the defendant, Fotis Dulos, Jennifer's husband, go by in a car. I mean, they tracked his every movement along the route up to where he went to have the murder vehicle cleaned out and detailed. So I'm just wondering if that type of evidence could be obtained in this case, if we can track the route. So you've got the primary crime scene of the kidnapping, the secondary crime scene, uh, the asportation, as it is called in the law, in the vehicle, and then the third tertiary crime scene would be where the rape, where the sex attack occurred. Bob, once he had raped these women, specifically Lori, what did he just dump her out right there? I think that's the allegation that he just left them there and he took off. Did the rape occur in his vehicle? No, I think Lori's took place outside because I think she got out of the car and ran and he tackled her and attacked her. And then there was also the fourth victim who he was already at the scene, she, uh, according to the complaint, and he tackled her from behind. So that happened outside the car as well. The other two, I just don't know. So what do you make of that, Robert Crispin, joining us, private investigator, former Fed with the DOJ Department of Justice? What do you make of the changing MOs? You know, people always go, oh, this isn't him because it's a little bit of a different MO. Uh, no. Perps change their MOs when they need to. They do. And these things just, depending on how long it goes and before you get caught, they escalate. They get more and more violence. Joining me right now, in addition to Bob Ward, Robert Crispin, Dr. Sherry Schwartz and Jean Fisher, Rachel Countryman is joining us, forensic nurse expert for Godoy Medical Forensics. She's a sex assault nurse examiner. Sane, sex assault nurse examiner. Rachel, thank you so much for being with us. So once the woman, the victim in this case, has been attacked, if she's got the guts and if she can bring herself to do it, she then goes in for a rape kit exam. Explain what that is, Rachel. Yeah, Nancy. Uh, so uh, a sexual assault forensic examination, also is called a SAFE, um, is a a medical exam. So first more, first and foremost. So patients come in, uh, we look at them for possible injuries, treating them for acute injuries. And then as we are doing that, we're doing a comprehensive head to toe exam. Um, with that, we are collecting evidence. I mean, we have to remember that, you know, the crime scene, there's, there's evidence of the crime scene, but their bodies, the clothing they're wearing or any of their personal belongings, can also be called described as a crime scene. So DNA evidence could be collected from them during this exam. You know, when you describe it that way, it doesn't sound so bad, but it actually is bad. So what a rape kit exam entails requires uh, you to perform a pelvic exam, not just regarding the woman's vagina, but her rectum as well. Yes. So uh, this exam is very intimate, I like to say. Um, and we Intimate? 
That's one. That's yeah. certainly yeah. Um, putting perfume on the pig. I don't know if I would call yeah. it. I'd call it more invasive. Yes, and invasive. You are absolutely right. So uh, we talked about the trauma that these victims are going through and uh, the emotions that they're feeling. And yes, as you described, we do need to look very carefully in their genital area, especially if there was penetration there or their anus. And we are using uh, a speculum. So not only may they be have injuries there and bleeding or pain, but we're having to use a specul- speculum to look inside the victim to see if there are injuries inside as well. And sometimes with these really violent crimes, they may need to go and have surgery done. You know, that, that happens. And then, you know, turning to uh, the rectum or the anal exam, as you described, people don't like to have that done as a medical exam, let alone when they've been violated. Uh, we also have a um, instrument called an anoscope, which is very similar to a speculum where it is inserted into the anus, into the rectal canal. And that is allows us to be able to look inside, again, to look for injuries and collect swabs. So very intrusive, very invasive procedures. And it takes hours. Like we're not talking about someone coming in and 30 minutes, they're out the door. We're talking four to six hours minimum. And that's just depending on what we're looking at, what kind of injuries we're documenting and photographing and all of that. What types of surgeries do rape victims sometimes uh, have to undergo? Well, depending on what the injuries could be, there could be lacerations inside the body. So um, just from force or if objects were used, um, they can be lacerated in the vaginal canal. Um, They could have uh, injuries inside the the rectum or the anus too. So um, those are the type of things mostly uh, that would be like an acute injury that would need surgery. So that is what Lori Pinkham and many, many other rape victims endure. But then we learn about a link, a link to other rapes. How did it happen? Take a listen to Lori herself speaking to our friends at ABC. Prosecutors say DNA testing linked Nilo to Lori's unsolved sexual assault case and to three others. When you looked at a picture of the suspect, what did you notice? His eyes. His eyes mostly. I just remember them because they were like black. Are you confident that this is the guy? Yes, absolutely. Authorities say they checked DNA from the victim's rape kits against publicly accessible genealogy websites, eventually leading them to Nilo, who has pleaded not guilty to seven counts. Lori vowing to face him in court. I want him to know that I'm not scared of him at all. Back to investigative reporter joining us from Boston 25, Bob Ward, who is Matthew Nilo, Bob. Well, it turns out he's a, a young man. He's an attorney um, in New Jersey. Um, he uh, has a, a really good job. He's making some money, um, was engaged, became engaged just a short time, according to his Facebook, uh, became engaged a short time before he was arrested. Uh, he went to school. He grew up here in Boston. He went to Boston Latin. 
He lived in the north end of, of Boston. Um, and then when he left, when he graduated high school, he went off to, to study psychology at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, got his law degree in 2015, um, and then moved out to New York, worked in San Francisco for a while, uh, had a job at a law firm there, came to New York, um, 2019, admitted to the bar. And uh, he worked for a cyber insurance company called Cowbell. Uh, he was a cyber claims counsel, and he was hired, according to the company, in January 2023 after he passed a background check. So he was living, he was living a good life as a corporate attorney, Nancy. So this is a guy who has passed the bar. He has had positions that are pretty impressive, yet he managed to keep his alleged double life as a serial rapist. Totally secret, Bob? You know, these rapes were stranger rapes where the victim doesn't know who the attacker is. And when these rapes were committed, there was no connection between the two of them. And we can't get inside his head, but it appears he put enough time and space between these events and his new life. He probably thought they would never find him. And if it wasn't for the emergence of this genealogical family history DNA, he probably could have gotten away with this. When you say he put enough time and space between him and the rapes, what do you mean by that, Bob? I mean, the amount of years, you know, uh, 2007, 2008, 16 years. It's another lifetime ago. And then he go, he leaves New England. He's living currently in New Jersey, but he also went out west. He goes out in Wisconsin and he's in San Francisco. Uh, you know, if in his mind, I would think, I mean, they're experts on the panel know better than I do, but I can see where he would think that I got away with that. They're never going to find me. There's no connection between myself and the victims, and I can move on with my life. Except for DNA. Take a listen to our cut to the Boston Police Commissioner, Michael Cox. This arrest accumulates the investigation that employed the use of forensic genealogy. From recovered evidence, all four cases are DNA connected. These investigations utilize sexual assault evidence collection kits, which is with the assistance of detectives in identifying the suspects in the, as the investigations continue. Added resources for this investigation, in addition to the assistance from our partners at the DA's office and the FBI, were provided through the Sexual Assault Kit Initiative grant, better known as Saki. In our cut one, the Boston Police Commissioner. Late this afternoon, the Boston Police Department, along with the New Jersey and the Boston FBI offices, as well as the Hudson County Sheriff's Office, arrested Matthew Nilo, age 35, formerly of the Boston North End. Nilo is charged with three counts of aggravated rape, two counts of kidnapping, one count of assault with intent to rape, and one count of indecent assault and battery. The arrest stemmed from a sexual assault incident committed on August 18th, 2007, November 22nd, 2007, August 5th, 2008, December 23rd, 2008, in the Terminal Street area of Charlestown. So for all these years, this rapist walked free. He was out free, roaming the streets, having now passed the bar and held down multiple positions as a lawyer to rape Lori. According to prosecutors, take a listen to our cut for our friends at CBS2. He was under surveillance when investigators tracked corporate Manhattan attorney Matthew Nilo down at an event, swooping in and grabbing DNA from his utensils and the glass he drank from. 
How do you plead to those offenses? His fiance watching, clutching rosary beads as prosecutors accused him of raping three women as many as 16 years ago. They also say he tried to attack a fourth. And more. August 18th, 2007, his first reported case. The male told her to shut up or he would kill her and that he had a weapon. November 22nd, 2007, a second one. Where he ordered the victim out of the car, knocked her to the ground, and raped her. Then, August 5th, 2008, a third rape. That kit yielded a male DNA profile, which was matched to the unknown male profile from the previous two. December 23, 2008, a fourth woman was able to stop her attacker. Prosecutors say the DNA from a glove shows another likely link. We see the same MO here the same method of operation. But to build a case simply on copycat crimes is difficult. I've done it before. The DNA makes all the difference. Joining me right now, renowned in his field, Michael Brophy uh, with Brophy Professional Genealogy and Air Searching. He is a professional genealogist based in Boston. You can find him at brophygen.com. Michael, thank you for being with us. Explain the type of DNA that was used to match up these cases and identify 35-year-old Matthew Nilo. Nancy, thank you for having me. The the type of testing that was done, according to one report, was done by a company called 23andMe, which is known for medical testing uh, for predispositions to some genetic uh, disorders. Um, basically, the what happens in, in these cases is that uh, law enforcement uses investigative genealogy and the DNA testing um, databases to upload a DNA profile recovered from evidence from the uh, the case uh, from the uh, from the crime scene and then they'll match it to a DNA database like 23andme according to one report that I saw and basically what happens is that they will match it up to a relative um, and then the genealogist will go and trace the family tree forward to a person of interest I think it's important to know that the the Techniques used by investigative genealogists do not solve the crime, but they provide good leads for law enforcement to track down a person um, who may have committed this. And I, I, I get the feeling from this that there may have been more than one suspect on this um, if, if this goes in the way that most cases go. I don't know of any other suspects. Do you, do you Bob Ward? No, I think this is the only, he's the only suspect. We just saw in, for instance, just an example in the Brian Koberger case, the DNA match was one out of 5.3 octillion likelihood that the DNA donors, anybody but Brian Koberger. I mean, that's more people than live on the planet or have ever lived on planet Earth. So I don't know about any other suspect that would have even a similar DNA match other than Matthew Nilo, the lawyer. Yeah, I think what what I meant to say was that there is, um, when you're tracing the family tree forward, usually there are several people of interest. And perhaps the law enforcement, when they went out and tried to search for a particular person, Mr. Nilo or otherwise, um, they eliminated uh, some people based on um, lack of a, of a DNA match when they recovered his DNA from the silverware and the water glass, I believe it was, of this corporate function that he was attending. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, to your point, um, there were, I, I don't believe that there were any other suspects in this case, but um, to do their due diligence, I believe law enforcement would have to look at a number of different people and then narrow it down to this particular guy. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Bob Ward joining us from Boston 25. Could you describe what Michael Brophy was discussing regarding getting the DNA match off silverware left behind at a corporate event. Sure. It, it appears that Boston police and the FBI, when they started narrowing things down, they got that family match, and then they needed to get the full match. And he would have been on his list of people. He would have lived in the North End at the time. There was a sketch produced at the time of these uh, these rapes, these attacks. Um, he looks like the sketch, so they zeroed in on him. And they had to follow him around and put him on surveillance. And they found an event that he attended where they could watch him take a drink from a glass, use some utensils. And then when he put those things down, they grabbed them. And that's what they used. That's where they got his DNA to run against their uh, unknown uh, sample off these uh, rape kits. The same thing they did in the Boston Strangler case when they came up with an arrest in 2013. They got a family member of Albert DeSalvo. They did the exact same thing. 
uh, Boston police and they, they got a match that showed a DNA match for the final victim of the Boston Strangler. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting technique. It really is. I've seen DNA matches taken off of a discarded pizza crust before. Um, you know, to and again, to the Koberger case, the Koberger father's DNA, I believe, was taken off a c- cigarette butt that he had thrown out. It was taken off trash the father had thrown out at his home in the Poconos. Dr. Sherry Schwartz is joining us, forensic psychologist. Dr. Sherry, he really thought he was home free. He was living the life with a new, beautiful fiance. Now he's past the bar, holding down a corporate job. I mean, living large and throwing out or discarding, abandoning the silverware and cutlery at this corporate event. No idea the cops were surveilling him. No, that that's pretty clear that he really thought he had gotten away with this and that um, he was living his best life in, from what I understand, the luxury condominium complex in New Jersey, um, you know, having his dream job as an attorney, and that this was all far behind him. So I imagine that it was quite a shock to him. I did see a photo of him in one of the news stories where it appears to me he looks very angry um, and almost indignant at having been caught. Yeah, amazing that he's angry that he's gotten caught. It's also amazing how... um you know, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen this many times, Gene Fisher, Gene Chief Deputy Prosecutor out of Boise, who's handled so many rape cases. Gene, how the rape victim's life is forever changed. Like you hear Lori describing how she lost her freedom. She can't go out. She can't interact with people after being kidnapped and brutally raped. It's changed her forever. And here's this guy charged with all these rapes, this lawyer out of New Jersey, and he's living large. He's got a whole new life, corporate legal job, new fiance, the works. It's like none of this meant anything to him. He's probably already forgotten about it all. Yeah. And these victims, you know, like she said, Lori said, her life um, has completely been changed. Um, everything that she's done in her daily life since that time has changed as far as not only who she thinks she is herself, but how she perceives everybody else around her. Um, and that constant sense of looking over your shoulder um, that, you know, you're, that you're not safe. Um, it is, it is, you know, that's what I think makes these crimes just so, so difficult. Um, and unfortunately, I still don't think that, the penalties oftentimes match the the victimization that rape victims go through. Um, people just don't understand how much it changes their lives uh, and and really alters who they who they were and who they become. It's a sense of powerlessness that I have picked up from rape victims and child molestation victims. They feel powerless to control anything after the attack. Well, this certainly is the first time a rapist has committed rapes in the past. Years go by. The rapist is unapprehended and strikes again. Take a listen to our cut 25. Our friends at WREG, I'm sure nobody has forgotten the case of teacher Eliza Fletcher out for a run in Memphis when she's attacked 
by a serial rapist. Take a listen. A recently tested rape kit from a case back on September 21st of last year has been connected to a man charged with kidnapping and murdering Eliza Fletcher. The DNA match came back the same day Fletcher's body was found behind an abandoned house in South Memphis. According to Memphis police, a sexual assault report was taken on September 21st, 2021. The sexual assault kit was submitted to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation two days later. But of course, there's nothing to compare that to. In other words, they didn't have the perp's DNA to make a comparison to the rape DNA. It went unsolved until he murdered Eliza Fletcher. And just because he's a lawyer, that doesn't mean a hill of beans. Here's an example of a medical doctor who is a serial rapist. Take a listen to our cut 14, Fox 31. A local doctor is facing sexual assault charges and Denver police believe that there could be more victims out there. According to court documents, Stephen Matthews was last arrested last month after a woman told investigators that she was the victim of a date rape attack in January. He's facing three felony charges related to that case. Now, investigators say that they've received, quote, subsequent information indicating that there may have been other incidents involving Matthews. If you have any information, contact the police department. A renowned cardiologist, that's who we're talking about, uh, now believed to be a serial rapist. Back to you, Bob Ward, it can be a dentist, it can be a doctor, in this case, a lawyer. It can be a pastor. It doesn't have to be some thug hiding behind a bush that jumps out in the middle of the night. But in this case, I'm very curious as to why a serial rapist has made bond, uh, number one. And number two, I think that the database needs to be searched in Wisconsin, in San Francisco. An entire national database search needs to be done because I find it hard to believe that he went dormant for that number of years before he started raping again. Right, and it cuts to what you were talking about, why these rapes happen. It's not for the sex, it's for the for the power. There's something else going on. And how does that urge just suddenly leave that person if they feel they're invincible, that they can get away with it and nothing is ever going to happen to them. I agree with you. I think, and I, I, I've read that they are searching out Wisconsin where he went to, to college, which would be an obvious place to be checking uh, because these, these other attacks took place, um, I think, around the time he was getting out of high school. No, I'd have to go back and check. I don't want to commit to that. But they have to, you know, they have to check where he was and what he was doing and see if there are more unsolved attacks like that. Another issue is why has this guy made Bond? Yeah. I don't care how much his, she's beautiful fiance sitting on the, in the corner of the courtroom clutching a rosary. He does not need to be out on Bond. And it's a, it, they gave him a high bail of $5 million. So she posted a healthy amount of money, $500,000 cash uh, to put him on a GPS. But you're right, GPS monitoring devices only work so well. And there, I can't tell you how many cases I've covered where uh, people waiting trial, rapists cut their GPS and just take off. And if anyone has the means to do something like this, if they can post half a million dollars bail, um, I would think there's money there that uh, if he really wanted to flee, he could. Oh, yes, he could flee, Bob Ward. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.